Hi there, I'm Jake. I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. And you're listening to the Lake Bridge Radio Podcast. This week we're doing another island in our playthrough discussions. Uh, this time we'll be doing Ula Ula Island. Travis, since you weren't here last time, do you want to start off with um, just like briefly talking about how you felt about um, uh, Kala Island real quick? Um, Kala Island, I enjoyed the changes. I... I really enjoyed uh, Kiyoe's trial. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad Hiker Day was still a major part of the trial. Uh, the changes to Malo's trial were a little odd. Uh, I didn't have as much trouble as you guys seem to have had. I only ended up having to battle one of the Pokemon. And as for... Well, lucky you. You could tell by spotting, playing Spot the Difference. Like, when you were doing the part with the Sudowoodos, the real tree didn't have the three yellow spots on the back of it. It just had three darker spots that are the same color as the wood, basically. So you could tell one of them was a tree and one the other, like, five were Sudowoodos. I huh. picked the tree that didn't have feet. That would make sense. Yeah. I still fought a Sudowoodo. <laughs> and uh, Lana's trial, I really enjoyed. I thought the twist with the... Araquanid was really cool, not having to fight the well, not really having to fight the Wishiwashi, but fighting something that wasn't the Wishiwashi when they were kind of building up to it the whole time. Yeah. All in all, I was pretty happy with Akala Island. Nice. So, anyways, I guess we pick up on Ula Ula Island with um, Mali City. Well, sorry. Uh, Mali City, when you battle with Hal when you get off the boat. Um, Hal's team is notable because he's got five Pokemon, if I remember correctly, this time around. His, uh, his starter. Uh, his Raichu, his Edilution, uh, the Noibat, and a Tauros. Um, and the Tauros is kind of cool because, like, Hala has the Tauros on uh, Melee Melee Island, and so I feel like that's kind of cool and significant. Um, uh, from there, move up to Molly Gardens and talk with Kukui. Any feelings on Molly Gardens or anything like that, guys? Not really. It was pretty much fundamentally the same as the last game. I had spent most of my time there just destroying Araquanids in the grass to level up. I lost against Tao. Really? Uh, I didn't stop at a Pokemon Center at all between the last major battle and battling Tao. That's fair. So what you're saying is you're not supposed to be allowed on the podcast anymore? Uh, no, I'm saying that everything I had except for a rock rough was fainted. That's pretty bad for you. Um, Doesn't Hal, like, always give you the option to fight him, though? Yeah. And you're just like, nah, nah, I got this. I forgot that everything was fainted. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, it was, like, two days later. I had just woke up and I'm like, oh, hey, look, it's Hal. I can probably beat Hal's face, Ed. Oh, no. When was the last time that I saved? Uh, oh, boy. Um, yeah. Moving on from there, you have the, the classic, the classic Sun and Moon bus sign theft up uh, at the bottom of the mountain, uh, where you have the two uh, Beach Boys, Berry Boys. I don't actually know if it's the same guys. I'm just assuming it is, because I like to assume it is. Let's just call them the bus boys. These guys are definitely the bus boys. I like that. Um, they are stealing a bus sign. Well, trying to, at least. They're failing to steal a bus sign. Um, and you stop them. But you really have to appreciate, like, their, I don't know, gumption? I was gonna say gumption. Um, gumption's a good word. It's good. But, so, no matter what, they're just standing out, like... Sorry, just real quick. Does that mean Nanu has grumption? Quite possibly. <laughs> um, but they're just standing there, and they're just manhandling the sign, and for who knows how long, in broad daylight, with witnesses. And... I don't know. Nobody even tries to stop him. Nobody's like, hey, maybe don't steal that sign. It shouldn't take... It's it's not very difficult to like loosen a couple bolts. No, not really. These might be the same two who are having trouble with that slowpoke. <laughs> Quite possible. They are literally right? trying to physically lift the sign, so... So you get done with the bus boys, then we get up to the observatory, and we run into Mole again, and he's given us that same Steelian Z. Up there on Mount Lancala. Um, after that, it's kind of the, just walk around, you can do whatever you want until you get to the part where you're really going into Sophocles' trial. It differs a little bit, actually quite a lot, from the last games. This time you have to do a kind of 
odd and generally not necessary and from my perspective mini game of going to find three charge bug one of them walks away you have to find that charge bug again tell him to stay put then you have to play a very weird puzzle connect three yeah like tile game yeah a very weird tile game that wasn't that difficult i mean it was probably more enjoyable it was definitely more enjoyable than playing the go click on the grass to get the charge of bugs. Yeah, like it just felt like there was a lot of um just like Sophocles's character, Sophocles's trial is entirely unenjoyable and obnoxious. There's a lot of busy work for no real reward. Uh the actual fight was a little different though. Uh definitely on the harder side compared to the last game. Um I like came in expecting just to like use Larvitar or Pupitar at this point, just to get off some bulldozes, take out the electric Pokemon. Turns out it was electric steel, but it was also faster and nose um, protect and Iron Head. Iron Head just took out my Pokemon, and then like usually my backup plan at this point was um just to use a marini and get like toxic off but they were steel types as well that's the interesting thing i think i wanted to comment on this is um i never had the dene pop up you guys both had the dene pop up once or twice if i remember correctly yeah um so from my point of view it was uh yeah to get amaru come out and then call up which I guess it's important to talk about the fact that Togedemaru is the new totem Pokemon and it's not a Vikavolt this time. Yeah. It was a Vikavolt last time, right? I believe so, yeah. 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 And I, I thought that this time we'd have to fight like the robot Vikavolt in the background. Yeah, I thought that was... That was again one of those um, subverting like expectations. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like I really appreciate that with these trials. Um, but uh, the Togedemaru calls a Skarmory. And so from my point of view, it's just a Steel-type trial. Like, it's less a electric type trial and more steel type trial, which means it's almost more Molane's trial, or Moylan's, or I actually don't know. I managed to knock it out so it would stop messing with me so so much, but uh, after that, a Dedenne showed up. So, Travis, you just started with a Dedenne? No, I started with the Skarmory. I was very frustrated with it, too, because I used Hypnosis on turn one against the Togedemaru, and it still summoned a Skarmory. Uh, apparently, uh, totem Pokemon are immune to the, if it's status, it can't call a, uh, friend Pokemon thing, so that's, that kind of stinks. Um, the other thing with that, um, was, so, like, I beat my Togedemaru or whatever, right? But the Togedemaru just, like, ribboned my team, and so what I was left with was, uh, my Umbreon, no revives, and, um, the Skarmory, who I guess has Serene Grace, which is me just saying of, wow, that's ridiculous, the amount of times that uh, I think it ended with plus five defense from stealing. Like, it just kept using stealing and getting defense uh, boosts. And it was kind of ridiculous. So it was plus five defense, and I have an Umbreon who, fun fact, Umbreon doesn't really have the greatest attack stat. And uh, I was a physical attacking Umbreon, and Skarmory is already a physical attacker. So it was just me chipping away and using Moonlight to heal back up. Thankfully, the Skarmory didn't have a roost because otherwise, oh boy, that would have been that would have been bad. Can't poison it either. Um, one thing I want to mention about uh, it's Mount it's Mount Lanikala, right? We're on top of Mount Lanikala with yeah. that. Um, if you go down the road to battle all those trainers, one of them is a golfer who sees you from like another cliffside and is like, "Hey, I see, what's bad." Don't you know not to stand in front of a golfer? I am golfing here. Please. I don't stand here. I feel like he goes home and he has like a Jerry Seinfeld-esque like exchange with one of his friends. Like, so I'm out there on the mountainside and this guy, he just stands in front of me while I'm golfing. And then, then like his his equivalent to like George Costanza. You, like, you don't see it, but there's actually the entire like marine biologist bit. And, like, the golf ball once got lodged in, like, the blowhole of a whalemer. You know what I noticed? Maybe. No. Don't. Um, did Kukui do the whole look over there on Mountain yeah. Big Yeah, he did. he did that again? I don't remember that. Yeah. 
Um, he's like, this is what we're doing now. We're going to have our own champion who can we can send out to battle the other champions across the world. We're going to have a double kahuna. We're going to have a double kahuna. What? That's basically what he's going on about. We're going to have a super champion that we can send out to be the best person in the world. Oh, that's cute because, like... I mean, like, at least in original Sun and Moon, it's him that he places as the OG champion. So he's like, yeah, I could probably He's waiting for who's ever beating Here's him. the thing. He got his into him by Lance. Oh, I can't say that on the podcast. Here's the thing. He got his butt handed to him by Lance in Sun and Moon. Like, he references that, like, a dragon user, like, kicked his butt, at, like, in the Elite Four. And so... Well, that was way back in his past. Yeah, and he never really instated himself. Oh my himself. god, I just realized, like, ten years have passed game time between Pokemon Red and Blue and this. Because, like, Red and Blue themselves, the characters, are, like, 20 now. Uh, in the this remake or whatever, right? Um, which means Kukui... Which means Lance is old. Lance was an adult at that time. Like, already, like, well into... So what you're saying is that he's the equivalent of Grandpa now? He's the Dragon Grandpa? I hope not. I hope for his sake. I'm pretty sure Drayden's the Grandpa now. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, man, I can't wait for the remake of Black and White now, where he's got Drampa as one of his Pokemon. I just want all of the Dragon, like, Elite Four people to hang out. Like, all the people who are Dragon users. So you got, like, Claire, Lance, uh... Drake. Oh my god, I forgot about Drake. Yeah. Like, they like just he's a weird old, old pirate man. Yeah. Once a month, and they're just sitting there sipping coffee while discussing the perks of raising dragons. I think you want Iris to have coffee. Like, she's a little hyper child already. Like, I'm pretty sure Drayden would actively be like the Because per- I'm pretty sure he takes care of her. Like, I think she's an orphan. Isn't she also the champion? She becomes a champion in Black and White, too. She's an optional gym leader in black and white, like, game differences. And it's weird because I had white, so Drayden was the gym leader. So Iris was just a character who just kind of showed up and talked to you and then left. And there was nothing really significant about her. And then she's the champion. And then she's just the champion in the next game. So if you're playing black, then she's your gym leader. And Drayden's like, I used to be the gym leader or something along those lines. I don't know. I haven't played black. Um... And then she's the champion. So, like, I feel like Pokemon Black is actually, like, the more definitive, quote-unquote, of the two. But then Pokemon White has, like, more nature settings, so that's why I chose it, personally. I don't know. I picked it because it was $5 cheaper. Pokemon White is $5 cheaper than Pokemon Black? Yeah, right now. Weird. Is there a Pokemon exclusive to Black? No, it's probably just because uh, Pokemon Black 2 has the hard mode and white 2 has the easy mode oh that would make sense that's at least my guess and one of those is rather unnecessary yeah no having an easy mode for i mean that game was i would say black and white 2 are like pretty good difficulty wise but giving you an easy mode for that game is silly giving you an easy mode for beating the game is silly yeah Yeah. i agree with you congratulations on proving yourself to reach capacity why well here's capacity I don't know. Less y than minus one. one. Y minus three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, well, I mean, when you're done with Sophocles' trial, you get to go down. You get to go down to Molly City to meet up back with Hao and Kukui. And uh, Kukui's having a little disagreement. A little disagreement with uh, a few a few skull grunts. He's all trying to front, like, all like, Four turns. He does the thing. He does the thing with his hand. Four turns. It's all it'll take me to beat you guys down. And, like, I think my favorite part about this entire thing is that he's like, come at me, let's do a battle royale. How? Get in on this. And it's like, wouldn't you just rather do a double battle, Kukui? Because now what you're saying is, how? Get in on this. I want to beat you up, too. I yeah. just put that together right now. <laughs> I was talking about this. I can respect that. Yeah. I mean, I can, too, but, like... It's just weird, like, how get in on this battle royale. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense. I'm going to kick everybody's butt. I'm going to kick your butt, your butt, and how get over here. I'm going to kick your butt. I'm going to kick your butt with one of their butts. Well, I appreciate that he calls for how and not for you, the trainer. 
Yeah. Well, because you kind of walk up and him and Howard are there having the conversation, having the altercation. Plus, yeah. he knows that like he'd lose. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like, I like to imagine that he yeah, realizes you're there us. and yeah. knows that we already beat the masked royal. And it's like, yeah, he knows that he can't stand up to someone who beat the masked royal. Yeah, I didn't beat the masked royal. Is the best at like those battles. So how could Kukui even hope when? Well, you didn't beat. The well, Master Royal. I did. Did, because... did you beat the Master Royal? Yeah, I destroyed the Master Royal. Yeah, so... Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. Um, I guess maybe he would have called for you in your game. But... Ouch. But okay. Kukui hey. knew of our uh, prowess. Our prowess. So anyways, the best part of this is your boy Guzma. Your boy Guzma. My boy, your boy, your boy, everyone's boy. Your boy Guzma pops up walks on up and like there's a really cool camera angle here where you kind of just see his shoulder as he walks up behind the grunts and he's just like hey a battle or a, a battle royale so i get to beat down three guys at once sounds pretty good kukui and then it starts up his sick music and everything but what i think is really interesting is that unlike in the previous game like, everybody, like, shouts, like, oh, it's Guzma! Like, the people know who he is, it seems like, more in this game. Like, the crowd lookers on. I feel like that was in the last one, too. Was it? Okay. Um, but, yeah, there's just... Maybe I am misremembering the intensity of the previous one, but I feel like the intensity between Kukui and Guzma in this, like, conversation was, like, ramped up a level... Like, Guzma seemed to be way more in his face. Maybe it was just camera angling better and, like, better body posturing. Like, all of the NPCs, and I, when I say NPCs, I mean just not your character, seem to have more fluid motions with their bodies and stuff and seem to express, like, body language better. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that entire exchange was, like, significantly more um, intense, I guess, between the two of them. Maybe. Um, from my perspective, is pretty similar, actually. Really? I, I don't know if maybe it's just some sort of recency bias, or maybe it was more different, and I just assumed it was the same. It also could be the fact that I adore Guzma as a character, and I'm just anything he's in, I'm like, oh my god, this is strictly better than everything else. Is that, that could actually be the case. It's quite possible. Acknowledging yeah. your own biases is an important case. Mm -hmm. Remember that. Critical thinking. That's what prevents you from joining Team Skull. What if I want to join hold Team on, Skull? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, well then you'd probably become an admin. You. Because the bar is kind of low. That's pretty The odd. admins are Plumeria and Gladian. Which, by the way, is Gladian. We looked it up. Because apparently the episode of the anime where Gladian is uh, a character is dubbed in English already. And it's Gladian. It's actually... No, yeah, it's Gladian. Yeah. That's, that's how it's pronounced. I was going to say, yeah. like, I felt like there's We assumed it was Gladian. We were wrong. Yeah. So, cool. The more you know. Yeah, like... Star wipe. Put a star wipe in there if you can. No. You're not doing that. You're no. Not, not I can't that do that with audio. It's just all that. I can maybe put, like, Griffin McElroy saying star wipe. I feel like we don't want to do that. I feel like that's copyright infringement. Probably. And we love Griffin McElroy. He's a good boy. It's nice that Guzma's battle is... For only having two Pokemon, still, like, a fairly decent challenge for a trainer with only two Pokemon. Like, Glycopod, as as we said in our previous episode, Glycopod hits, like... It has a very high base attack stat. Two trucks, I hate you. Um, you said it last time. Just, yeah. I, you just wouldn't even... I, mm. I actually didn't have a problem at all with the fight. Yeah. Game. I didn't say I had a problem with it. I said it was decently... It's decently difficult for a two-person, like a two-Pokemon fight. I mean, like, I just tripped and bumbled my way through the fight. Brandon, you burned a, a, a Z-Bounce off of a Gyarados. Yeah. And it didn't kill Glycopod. It left it at red, and then it switched that's out. still good, and he brought though. In the like, other that's thing. still significant. And like, then Bounce killed that. that. Then he brought in the thing again. And then it used uh, Sucker Punch, and I used Bounce. And so it hit me once, and then bounce fell, and then you sucker punch again. Sucker punch didn't work this time, so I got hit once in the fight. Here's the thing, though. In this game, I don't 
like, I haven't been hit by a single Z-move by an opponent. Other than... No, actually, not even Kahunas. Uh, a single Kahuna has not used their Z-move against me. Really? I've had all of them use their Z-moves. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing, right? I feel... This is maybe a critique of Z-moves in general, which I have my qualms with. Um, you wouldn't have hypothetically won that fight as handedly as you did... A Z bounce still would have done fifty percent damage, or just a regular bounce would have still probably done fifty percent damage. I suppose. Which would have then forced the switch. Forced the, the thing switch. is, when you go for the bounce, sucker punch will still hit you. The first time, not the second. Yes. It's, I mean, he didn't use sucker punch the first turn I was at. I don't know why. Because he probably tried to go for first impression. Uh, first impression would have had priority too and hit him. Didn't yeah. he? Didn't choose to use it. Yeah, he also didn't use. Might have used swords May. dance. I think it would use Swords Dance, yeah. Okay. Something like that. Um, no, I just think that's... My problem with Z-moves in general, and it's something I've seen in the competitive community a lot too, is battles that you normally shouldn't be winning. Like, you end up just, oops, super move, I, I come back into this battle. Like, battles where like you have done tactically poorly. I guess in defense of Z-moves, in kind of the same vein... If you're running a Pokemon that would normally say run a band or run a life orb and you're running a scarf with it, you'll also win battles that you shouldn't have been able to because you outspeed your opponent and they didn't expect it. Like, oh, hey, look. That's such a bad it's argument. It's not at all. These That's are, a terrible it's not argument. At all. These are two, say you're running. I can agree with Travis, actually. It's basically just another set of resource management, especially from more of like a competitive standpoint. Yeah, like say you're running Salamence. Your opponent's expecting you to run Life Orb Salamence. You're running Scarf Salamence. Or so, you're running z Food Salamence or Mega Mence. Who knows what you're doing? You're crazy. You're off the walls. You're off the hook. Off the chain. No one knows. Just because they add an extra variable doesn't mean that the variable is innately problematic. But I'm not saying that. Like it's also something. That Z, can be... uh, Mega evolution is another variable. I honestly don't believe mega evolution is problematic. I know that's probably an a not popular opinion. I would prefer instead of like honestly, I hope Z moves stick to Alola only. I don't want to see Z moves in the next generation at all. Um, um, story wise, it seems that they won't. Story, yeah, yeah, story-wise, it wouldn't make sense for him to. Megas I want back, though. Because, in my opinion, like most teams kind of want a Mega in a, in a meta where there is the ability to have Megas. Um, but we have a limited number of them right now, so it kind of limits your team-building options in a lot of cases. Um, however, uh, with more Megas being introduced in more games... It lets you diversify that out and makes, you know, there be more variance and variety in what you're seeing and doing. And variety is the spice of life. You're not wrong. You were actually 100% right. I think we'll definitely probably see Z-moves again, if only as post-game content. Just because they're available, they're going to need to make them continue to be available. Uh, the gems from Black and White, though, have been come back, except for Normal Gem. Which is weird. But uh, um, I think they didn't like them um, from a competitive standpoint. Like, it like, feels like they are the beta of Z moves, though. If kind that makes of. sense. It's a one-shot superpower move. Um, it's busted with acrobatics or unburden. Yeah. But I mean, it's not really, I guess, worth too much speculating on it. We'll have to wait to see with Pokemon Switch what they do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. I think what's really cool is post-game, you have some, or not post-game, sorry, rather post-battle with Guzma, you have some weird dialogue between how, where Guzma's like, you're how, huh? Like, you know, you don't have to be doing this trial thing. Like, that's not how you have to prove your worth. All I'm saying is, you know, like, think about your options. Kind of almost like recruiting how, which is really interesting because we know in the previous game that Hala was, um... Guzma's mentor originally, or at least there was a mentor relationship with them at one point. Well, he grew up on the same. So uh, Hollow was the Kahuna for Guzma and Kukui. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's super interesting because now, like Guzma's like, 
kind of almost in a weird way offering to take how under his wing it seems like in that bit so that's not really the impression i got from it really to me it seemed more like it seemed like uh guzma had like an innate distrust of hala and he's like hey you don't have to be your grandpa yeah you've got other options just look for him like it didn't seem like he was trying to be like hey come join team skull Okay, that's fair. I feel like... Guzma I was really kind of hoping, because that would be super cool develop... I guess that technically would be a spoiler, as of, you know, where we are in the games currently. That hasn't happened, so... But, um... I feel like Guzma would have been a lot more direct about it, though. Just... He doesn't seem like the kind of person who would have beat around the bush. He would have been like, you could always come join me in Team Skull. That's fair, but... Like, at the same time as Guzma can tend to be really direct, there's sometimes where he beats around the bush more. It's weird. His character is a little inconsistent sometimes. But, um... Yeah, so there's that bit of dialogue, which is interesting, at least. After you wind up, like, beating Guzma, finishing up exploring, killing more Araquanids, it's kind of this weird just-walking segment where you just have to get down to Tapu Village. And there's nothing really exciting regarding the environment. Or You get Mudsdale's phone number. Yeah, you can call that stallion. Um, but it's just, it's just kind of the same game as last time. There's not much change. There's no real excitement. Um, it's a lot of dead space. Yeah, all I, all, what I did during the time was... Um, I wound up getting uh, the sunstone from, I believe, the geothermal plant is what it was. Yeah. And evolving a petalil, um, which then joined my team. Because, like, you can catch them at level 28 and 27 in the garden. And if you evolve them at that point, at 28, it'll earn quiver dance, which is just really cool. Just have, like, a quiver dance giga drain. Yeah, it's a pretty good combination for playthrough-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my biggest problem with that part of the game is the desert part of the um, of the island tends to go overlooked by me because when you go past it the first time, um, you can't go in. You have to beat Acerola's trial. But by the time you beat Acerola's trial, you have a bunch of other plot going on that just kind of like drags you off in that direction, and so the plot just kind of carries you away and then carries you off island so you really don't bother going back to the yeah. desert i haven't done the desert on any playthrough yeah it, there's like i went back for for tms um and catching tapu bulu for my living decks and uh catching a few other pokemon there in my sunver or my moon version uh, my original playthrough round of the original games but like that was it and it felt I don't know, it feels like they should in some way incentivize you to go back because it's just like a lot of dead space or just let you go in at least part of the way something, let you explore a little bit. Like, it just it's a lot of dead space. Or fill out some interactions along the way. Even the geothermal plant is just kind of a waste. Like it. You just show up there, cool. grab like three items and leave. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Like, you talk to Professor Samuel Oak and he gives you a Johto ball. Like, great, thanks for the Apricorn ball, buddy, but like, that's it. That's it. And it just feels like a giant waste of space. In an otherwise really well-paced um, game so far, and in an otherwise so weird really dead spot. full yeah, part of the game. Um, looking at it now, it's, it seems like the golf course, we still don't get to go to that in this game. I mean, from where I'm at at least, like I still haven't been able to access it or go to it. And it feels weird that like we knew about this giant golf course at... at um, was it the the Hano Grand Resort? Thank you, Travis. Um, and like, there's golfers all over the island, but like, we never get to go do that. Like, that just feels like a weird spot that they didn't finish either. Do we know if it opens up post game? No, but I haven't heard anything. Then again, I've kind of avoided a lot of spoilers for the game at this yeah, point. Yeah, same. So, because I have to go through it kind of slow because of work and whatnot. Um, so after you horse around the island, um, 
and get back to Tapu Village. Uh, or get to Tapu Village, rather. After you horse around the island and get back... Saying it twice doesn't make it funnier. I was going to have you cut that first one. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Tapu Village is uh, pretty much the same as last game. Um, There's one thing that I want to talk about a little bit is just that, like, we find out through talking with... I'm not sure if it's supposed to be, like, Team Skull Grunt or just a punk... Um, that Team Skull originally formed around an island, one of the island's old kahunas. And we kind of don't know what that means in the sense. Like, Team Skull apparently didn't necessarily form around Guzma, is what the implication is. Mm-hmm. But in the last game, we never really figured out what that was. And so I'm hoping this game kind of delves into it and figure out what happened with the kahuna of Pony Island. Because um, we've seen that like these islands have kahunas and we know that from the last game pony island didn't i have a theory right now that just kind of popped into my head so you know how um plumeria has poison emz yeah and gives it to you on pony island at least in sun and moon um what if plumeria's like dad or relative was one of the former island kahunas because like the whole the whole thing with the or i guess Sophocles is kind of a a exception exception to this but like the whole southern half of Akala Island like this isn't Akala Island it's Ula Ula Island the whole bottom half of Ula Ula Island is like ghost dark I mean Po Town is full of like Guzma's essentially a bug type captain more or less um, for that part of the game like there's just that kind of whole like feeling to that entire thing plus all the punks and like team skull grunts who live on the island live in that like trailer park oasis area um which is where we know like at least in the previous game plumeria grew up there too yeah and i mean like i don't know why she would have and be able to give away poison emz to you unless there was something more significant to that another question is though how did guzman get a treasure chest of bugsy crystals the Buginium Zs he got because he was literally sending his grunts out to find every, quote, every scrap of Buginium Z in the region. So he had a pirate treasure chest full of Buginium Z. That's kind of weird. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> like, I love it. So, I guess, um, past Tapu Village, uh, we start meeting up with Acerola. And getting our way through the ghost trial. I guess we did cut through the whole Molly library subplot where, like, Lily's like, I'm gonna look into more things about Cosmog. And then they learn a whole bunch of stuff about Lunalia, Lunella, and Sogalio. And Acerola's just, like, there. And, like, we're all friends now. And it's like, I I guess. Okay. And then now, sorry, Brandon, to cut you off. Oh. Um, Pretty much the same structure as last game, for Mm -hmm. the most part. Um, you kind of introduce yourself, you get shuffled your way down to the old abandoned mart, which Tapu Bulu just did not like, and blew it up. Um, yeah, that's kind of a crazy, like, thing. And everybody in the city seems, like, super okay with it. Like, Walmart moved into town, and then our island god destroyed Walmart, and, um, we were all happy with it. But Small I hear they're planning on building a Sam's Club next, and they just crack their knuckles. Uh, I imagine small business probably flourishes uh, on Ula Ula Island. Yeah, I guess so. Um, during the actual trial, though, it's a little different. Um, just near the end, uh, there's like a phantom illusion, Acerola screaming at you to leave, and then your character just has to maintain that kind of derpy smiley nod like no i'm gonna stay she's screaming at you no i'm good did either of you say no i'll leave no i didn't because i'm really curious what happens if you say no i'll leave you probably just smile and turn around and leave i'm pretty sure yeah you'll just have to go back in and do it again what if you get another battle in the other trials if you make a negative choice you end up having to do an extra battle well, now I'm going to have to go play Ultra Sun and find out. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Travis. You're welcome. Anytime. $40 out of my pocket. 
God dang it. I mean, I might go buy it so I can finish my living decks. You gotta bleed it. I got a whole living decks. I'll just bleed you one of those. So after you uh, wind up beating the Totem Mimikyu, um, I suppose we can quick talk about how that went for everyone. For me, it went rather simply. Um, I just toxic toxicked it twice because it had a Lumberry. Um, the Binette that it called up really didn't do anything. It just threw out the occasional Will-O-Wisp, which my team was mostly special attack anyway. I sent a little in Muck, my boy Gurk. Uh, he came in, he used Knockoff. Both breaking Mimikyu's uh, disguise and also knocking off his Lumberry. Then I used Gunk Shot. Then I used Gunk Shot. And then there's this Binette sitting there and I use Crunch. So it seems like... Trial's done. It seems, it seems like uh, all of us really thought it was easy. Oh, wait, wait, Travis, you didn't talk about your experience. Totem Mimikyu is the devil, <laughs> and I hated this trial. <laughs> so my team is mostly ghost-type Pokemon. <laughs> Totem Mimikyu gets a stat boost to every stat. And good speed. Totem Mimikyu outspeeds my entire team, except for the... Lilligant that I totally didn't bring over from my bank because I lost an hour of day of gameplay when my 3DS died for no reason. You put your finger on the power button and pressed it, <laughs> and then said, "Uh oh," and then I said, "What happened?" And it you said, said it was going into sleep mode. Travis turned off his 3DS. <laughs> I don't care if he tries to justify it. It was the weirdest thing, and he's just like, "I'm like, where did you save last?" I don't know. I think right before the trial, he's at the top of Pony Island before he gets... Ula uh, Ula Island. Ula, why am I so terrible at remembering the name of Ula Ula Island? Um, he's at the top of Ula Ula Island and doesn't even have the Mudsdale yet. And it's like, oh boy. Yeah, so I grabbed uh, Hakamuo and a Lilikan out of my bank. Not before trying to <laughs> grab both a Nihiligo and a Faramosa first, by the way. But they were too strong and wouldn't listen to him. I'm not their real dad. <laughs> Good thing, though, that you are the dad of the Lilligan. I'm not that either. Didn't you get that through Wonder Trade? No. No? No, that's my Lilligan from my Moon playthrough. Okay, okay. She's a lovely girl. Her name is Fantasia. Uh, 2000? She... No. no. Uh, she destroyed the Mimikyu. After three attempts, because I got hit by a lot of crits. He was very salty I was sitting here. He was very mad. It was it was pretty funny for a bit, and then it was kind of like, oh, okay, Travis is actually like really mad. That said, Gengar is now wonderful and has no more challenges for the rest of the game, and he is going to be a wonderful team member. Also, I have a Mimikyu now. Travis, I guarantee you, you just saying Gar Gengar is going to be fine. It's going to be wonderful for the rest of the game. And we know the, like, the late game is completely different. You're just going to get completely messed up by something. No, I won't. I have Gengar and Mimikyu. And eventually I'm going to have Lunala. That's a lot of ghost Pokemon. It's six ghost Pokemon. I know. That is quite literally too spooky. Six spooky. Six spooky. You heard it here first. Oh, man. Six spook. Now, if I ever had money to buy the TMs, I would probably have an easier time with all of these battles. But somebody has to look fancy, so... I have to look amazing. So I usually go back to the first island and spend all my money on the designer clothes store. Well, you can just uh, do, like, one Mantine Surf Session, get, like, 10 BP... Turn that 10 BP into 5... Um, irons. Irons. Sell the irons for 25,000. That's a decent money grinding way. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I need to get like 4 million so I can buy that Lorantis stuff because it looks amazing. I mean, I think it was... Molly City or... The City... Oh boy. The City with the Dittos... I completely missed the Ditto subplot, by the way. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, man, you gotta go back and do that. And, as like, well. I went back to every island to get all of the totem stickers, too. You didn't go into the cop station, did you? No. You gotta go in the cop shop. Well, yes, I did. There's two totem stickers in there. Talk to the policeman. Wow, that was almost <laughs> really bad. Talk to the policeman. <laughs> I almost... <laughs> Whoa! Talk to the Pope. 
talk to the Pokemon Pope. I'm assuming the Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I assume he has like an Arceus, and then like a, I want to say a Comfey because that's like a Rosary. Gotta save them all. Pokey so instead Pope. of having like the normal meter, does he have like Arceus horns that he wears on his head? Maybe. Um, I think he just has like a little Pokeball insignia on it. I don't know, remake of uh, Sinnoh. Let's see what happens. There is a, I think there is a just straight up cathedral in Sinnoh, so. Oh man, I bet that would look really, really cool if they remade that for the Switch. <laughs> now I want that for the Switch. So. Just Harpoon City. Uh, so, while we're still on the topic of Acerola's trial... Did either we were of not you... on the topic of Acerola's trial. We are on the topic of your weird Gengar problems. Cool thing is when you can go back to the abandoned Megamart, though. Yeah, uh, after you finish the trial, you're talking to Acerola. If you pay attention to the background, you can see Mimikyu kind of creeping back into the Megamart. And if you follow it back in, head all the way to the back again. With the power of self-affirmation. Wait, no. I suppose... Nah, a little bit. I don't know. With the power of love, you too can earn a Mimikyu EMZ. Yeah, Mimikyu will bring you back into the back room, and you tell it that it's better than Pikachu, and then it gives you Mimikyu EMZ. Oh, okay, so... <laughs> I just um... like the idea that Mimikyu, like, is like, come on, come back to my room. I really and then it's like weird crayon drawings of Pikachu all over the place. Uh, after the Mimikyu EMZ, um, it's kind of just you start your way towards Town. No, uh, right? first you go back up and then you oh, find yeah, out talk. that somebody stole, uh, stole, parentheses, I'm still going to just say Put adopted it. a young goose. <laughs> they picked it up. They picked a young goose up. They picked a young goose up. Um, and you have to go, you have to go get it. Um, because apparently people don't like adoption. Like, all we're saying is that young goose wasn't being held. It could have walked away at any It was time. literally just sitting there. And literally just left the building via walking. Like, Goose was like, you let the young Goose go. Like, looks over at the Grunt, and the Grunt just doesn't do anything. And the young, and the young Goose is just like, like, okay, I guess I'm heading out now. Hisses and slithers away like a weird cat uh, snake thing. A cat Goose. Yep, no, there's no such thing as mongoose. Um, you know what? I am a biology major, and I honestly do not know what the plural of mongoose is. I think it might be mongoose. It's mongoosin. Or is it like... It's mongoosma. If you could put the X-Files theme in there, and just like have a really bad, like blurry picture of my face, just kind of like having one of those realization moments, and we could use that for the background image for this, I'd love that. But no... So you wind up finding that this poor little innocent young goose has been uh, horribly and maliciously kidnapped. No, uh, adopted. Terribly, terribly kidnapped. Anyways, so you leave. You have to go, and you find old Uncle Grimsley Everyone's in his favorite... weird kimono, sitting on the beach, Everyone's flipping favorite coins. Uncle Grimsley. What a weird, weird. Weird boy. <laughs> he probably weird. sleeps in some sort of Sharpedo or race car bed. A Sharpedo-shaped race car bed. Yes. Oh my god. Um, here's, here's the thing, though, that's weird about this. There's really no reason for him to be here. It's just like... Well, we need someone to give him the Sharpedo's phone number. Well, sure, but also my question is, like, Grimsey's just kind of wandering around the Alola region. He's an Elite Four member in the Unova region, which he is currently not in. So my question is, is he on vacation, or is he, like, not doing that anymore, and is there, like, a new Elite Four member there? Well, I mean, he's got a Skarmory, which could presumably use Fly. It's a long fly, bud. Do, sure. we, do we know that? Do we know how far away this actually is from... Alola versus Unova? Yeah. I like... mean, if it is actually an analog between the United States and Hawaii... Pretty far. That's still not as far as if it was anywhere else, though, other than maybe Kanto. So he could conceivably make the flight in a few hours. Fair. Which, let's be honest, they're gonna know pretty well in advance if someone is about to take the challenge. Because, like, 
Hey, we got someone new coming through Victory Road. Call the Elite Four. Get them up here. You're going to have a challenger soon. And then, realistically, like, in-universe, I'd imagine there's, like, a wait time before you can just go straight into the Elite Four. Like, I just imagine Grimsley is, like, drinking pina coladas on the beach and surfing on mantines. That's totally not his attitude. I don't think he's a pina colada person. Grimsley's doing tequila shots on the beach. I don't know. He's definitely rocking the mantines. We find Rum? out that he's got, like, some of the highest scores. In mantine surf, yeah. And you have to beat him to get that uh, surfing Pikachu, right? Maybe. Um, it, the scoreboard just lists boss. <laughs> no no fooling. That's stupid. Man. But um, we play his little game. We get our Sharpedo. And we head up to uh, Landmass where we meet. Hands uh, down, the best NPC, I think, in uh, the game that isn't Guzma. Not just the game, but any Pokemon game. Really? Any, I'd say that this is the best minor character in any Pokemon game, yeah. I He's hesitate to call him a minor character. He's a pretty important part yeah. of the game. He did definitely shape like the paradigm of all NPCs going forward for every video game. We are, of course, talking about the... <laughs> the the Moo Moo Milk Bandit. The Moo Moo Milk Bandit. Uh, Big Glug himself. <laughs> Big Glug himself. Big Glug. Who appears to have just been ordering as many Moo Moo Milks as possible. And, and then when you come in there, he's like, Did you want Moo Moo Milk? No. I'm drinking all the Moo Moo Milk. I like to imagine now that he drinks so much Moo Moo Milk and that he is also very much not well in the lactose digesting area. And so that, you know, he's going to have him, let's just say he doesn't have a case of the jitters. He's going to have a bad day. Um, he's not I think the implication bad. though, is that basically he was doing the milk, like the, the milk jug challenge. Right? Like, I think he just drank so much milk that he was throwing up or about to. <laughs> he just runs out of he's, he's spitting great lines. Like he's absolutely on fire. And the worst part is I just wanted some Tapu Coco. I didn't even want the Moo Moo milk. No, he's just really defensive. Here's the thing. Pokemon Center that's closest to Po-Town, what do they sell? Guzma's favorite, Tapu Coco. Well, they all sell Tapu Coco. No, they don't. No, they don't. Really? No. I'm always very upset when I go to a Pokemon Center and I have to settle for less than Tapu Coco. Huh. Makes me sad. Yeah, but it was just great. Spitting great lines. The raps were on point. It was funny push over and then he throws up it's good stuff yeah you go north into the um the field uh the ula fields or whatever with all the red flowers and faba is just there yeah and then is just like "Hmm, good luck child i was trying to do this all on my own but you're a nerd (laughs) he leaves and it's like okay i wonder if the mic can hear my stomach growling that loudly (laughs) i hope it can business casual um, this is going to be our new tagline whenever something terrible happens. Um, and you go to Po-Town, the best town. Nanu tries to stop you and he's like, you know you could probably die if you go in here. And you're just like, I know. Nah. And then you go in. And he's like, mm, you got guts, kid. I, I really wish to... he would have, I really wish he would have said, you got some chutzpah. No, no, no. What he says is, it's going to be dangerous in there. Are you sure? You say yes. And he says, okay, I have to let you in then. He also says, I'll make sure to send your body back yeah. to the right people or whatever. And it's like, geez, Nanu. Nanu, you're kind of not a very good cop. Cause like, you're not a good person. Well, no, like, he's great. Him. He is the best. He's the best, but like... This is why we haven't had a dark-type gym leader, guys, by the way. <laughs> I have to let you in. No, you don't. You can literally say you are a 10-year-old. You can't go Eleven. into... Eleven. You can't start the Isle Challenge until you're 11 in the Olympics. Also, not explain why there is a walled town in the first place. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. I think aesthetically speaking, because I know like there's a lot of like walled towns in like small island like no, settlements. I can, like, I can kind of get it. It just feels out of place because the walls seem modern day. Yeah, they're like metal walls. Are they? Yeah. I'm assuming it was maybe a gated community because there's like mansions and stuff like that. One mansion. There's a mansion. There's even all the houses in there. They'll are far nicer than all the other okay, houses. Yes. So I think maybe it was a gated community that Team Skull was just like, this is ours now. This is ours now. Yeah, but what kind of gated community has like 
20 foot high steel walls surrounding it. Isn't the idea of a gated community that you have like the cool ones unobstructed views of the beach with like a no, giant you, like metal the, fence? The point of a gated community is to keep Team Skull out, but really, it wasn't, it ended up keeping them in. in. Yeah, no, best part about like just the entirety of Po Town is that there are trial stickers everywhere. The Beach Boys have been stocking up and keeping them in Po Town. Yeah, there's a solid like nine of them in Po Town. It's the biggest density of them, I think. There's an incredible seen. density of it's them. It's fantastic. There's one part where you go and you pick up stickers and there are more stickers underneath it. Like they just slap three stickers on top of each other. Like, yeah, no one's going to figure this one out. Like, on the one hand, I want to believe that Team Skull has stolen all these stickers and is just hiding them in Po Town. On the other hand, I want to believe that Nanu just, like, <sighs> walked into Po Town. Was instructed to put totem stickers around the island and was just like, what if I put all of these in Po Conspiracy Town? theory. What if there were only ever uh, uh, stickers on the first island and Team Skull is responsible for every other one? Just sticking them elsewhere, just to yeah, mess with Ilima. Just to, just to mess with Ilima. I like to imagine Ilima's just got like a big fancy printer, like that's printing out like these big acrylic stickers, and then that's happening. New theory. So we know that Nanu has a Team Skull Grunt watching his cats. That's that's so, hold on. That's a spoiler for later. Later, after you beat Team Skull in Po Town, Nanu has a Team Skull Grunt living outside of his house. Taking care of his cats. What if he always had that Team Skull grunt? And Nanu did you not just... talk to him before? I talked to him before, and he's like, "I only stick around Po Town and a part of Team Skull yeah. because I'm I'm a scaredy cat. I don't like I, yeah. I don't like fights, and people don't mess with you." And he turns into Junior Cop. What if like Nanu's all? Well, I have to put these totem stickers up. Here, you do it. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's probably how it happens. Yeah, I like that. Um... Overall, it was pretty much the same going through, apart from a couple minor differences. Potown was, was amazing. Just like, let's just ruminate on the fact that I can pay $10 to have my Pokemon healed at Potown, and I will go back to Potown deliberately instead of any other uh, Pokemon Center just to keep funding Team Skull. Let's to also, pay their electricity bill. Let's also keep in mind I'm a that that the is arts. about the equivalent of $0.10. Cents. Yep. So they're just like, give us a dime and we'll heal your Pokemon. What are they healing my Pokemon with and where can I get it that it only costs a dime? It's free 90% of the time, so... Yeah, but they have to use power at Pokemon centers and you have to assume they're getting, like, subsidies or something. They're probably just like a Pikachu strapped up in the back. I don't know, Pokemon, like... I feel like there is definitely going to have to be an episode of this podcast where we have, like, an in-depth conversation about, like the socio-political ramifications of Pokemon and, like, understanding, like, how their economy and government works because, like, it's, like, but really I feel like, nice. I feel like that's going to be something we want to do between games. Oh, for it's sure. it's going to be slower. Mm-hmm. Perhaps after the general review is done. Yeah. Um, the major differences in Potown this time around are... Um, Instead of finding questions for what is Guzma's favorite things, you have to answer for Plumeria. Which I think is amazing, because I feel like that actually adds character. Like, in order to get to Guzma, you need to know everything about Plumeria. And I feel like that's kind of, a, like, it's, it's sweet. It's, it's the closest thing we have so far to them actually having any character interaction. Yeah. Like, Plumes is my best friend. Tell me everything you know about my best friend. Uh, Plumeria likes Poison Jab. That's right. Plumeria likes Bone Sweet. That's right. Plumeria likes Tapu Coco. Who doesn't love Tapu Coco? The answer is no one. Like everybody loves Tapu Coco. Everybody loves Tapu Coco. Tapu Coco is pretty rad. Um, Except the actual Tapu Coco, which I'm not a fan of. <laughs> uh, then you get back after you beat Guzmo. Um, I don't think there's really anything notable different about that interaction. No, not really. Um, I feel like there might have been one like weird dialogue change that I had noticed at the time, and now a little bit different is what happens if you sit on his chair. Oh yeah, it's a little different. Um, not really worth going too much into. On the way out, though, you can talk to a Team Skull Grunt, who's like, I, uh, 
I just can't do the thing. And you're like, what thing? And he tries to do the Team Skull pose and fails. With, like, the skull arms? Yeah, and he's like, it's just too hard. I gotta quit Team Skull. And then you wind up convincing him to stay. It's like, nah, stay. You can do it. We believe in you. That's the best. Um, so then uh, you go back to uh, the Aether house or whatever it is. And uh, you find out Lily got kidnapped. She got Lily napped. Well, not really kidnapped. Uh, more like just like extorted into falling. Like, yo, we got this Cosmog. Come on with us. And uh, she's like, okay. And then, yeah. Wasn't Hal with her? Yeah. Yeah. Hal just couldn't Howe, do anything. No. Hal got beaten up by Plumeria. Right? Like, he lost yeah. to Plumeria. Which is like, dang, Hal. Plumeria doesn't have that good a team. Like, I love Plumeria's character design. I love her character. But, like... Like, what did he lose to? He has a friggin', uh... He's got a Noibat, but... Or, uh, um... I feel like we battle How again before the end of this island, and we missed it somewhere, but he's got a under-leveled, um... Noivern. Noivern, yeah. And he's also got a fully yeah. evolved starter. I don't remember Noivern at all. You're already on Pony Island, so you've definitely battled it. Yeah. Me. That's the funny thing. I think I just must have saw it as a Noibat still. I just saw it and rolled it over with a Gengar. Classic Gengar. Classic Gengar. It done got gurked on my playthrough. Which is to say, it got beaten up by an Alolan Muck. Which is 90% of Pokemon in this region just get beaten up by an Alolan Muck. Alolan Muck is really good. I love Alolan Muck. Um... But yeah, so Lily gets Lily napped, and then it's like, oh, we gotta go save Lily. Gladion's like, you guys done screwed up. I told you not to let Lily get kidnapped. No, he told us not to get Cosmog get kidnapped. Then he's like, wait, Lily had Cosmog the whole time? Dang, me and my sister both steal Pokemon from Mom. We should have both joined Team Skull. I still really wish that had happened in this game. Like, Team Skull Lily would have been great. Um, So then... Everyone joined Team Skull. (laughs) Then it's, let's all set off for Aether Paradise. But Nanu shows up and he's like, wait, battle me. I'm I'm the trial captain. And then... Fight my fat cat. (laughs) Fight my fat cat. This is my fat cat. I'm going to do the thing with the arms, the, like, the woo thing. And then Gladian looks at him like, what are you doing? Like, and then he leaves. And then he leaves. Like, no fanfare. You're just like, okay, bye. And he walks away. Yep. If you go back now, after you beat him, you can go back to his place, and he's there uh, with a little kid, and the little kid's like, I'm starting my island challenge today, and he gives the kid the option of a Meowth, a Meowth, and a Meowth. But what are their attitudes? That's where it really matters. Yeah, you've got the lazy Meowth. Who loves lying in the grass. You've got the hot-headed Meowth. And you've got the calmest, nicest, kindest Meowth in all of Ula Ula. Which parallels the grass, fire, water thing. And, like, Nani's just like, you know that kid, like, could have literally started his entire trial on Hollow's Island, but he chose this one. Like, what the heck? (laughs) And then that's the end of that. And then if you just talk to him, he's like... I like Meowths. They just don't really care if you're here or not. And then he's just there. It's like, you okay there, Nanu? The answer is no. But. Nanu's great. Nanu's great. Best Kahuna. Best Kahuna? Probably. At least, like, his only real rival is Olivia. I was going to say, Olivia's pretty great. She's pretty great. But, like, they're both crazy cat people, so. That's why they're She's great. a crazy uh, stuffle people. She so, treats yeah. the stuffles like cats. Kind of. You're not wrong. What's the difference between a bear and a cat, really? Not much. I'm just not gonna... I'm not gonna go there. They both have, like, I'll tails, they both, ears, If you keep fur. a baby cat and a baby bear, they'll both claw up your walls. Yeah. You're not wrong. So bears are fun... Like, I think we literally just proved that bears are just, like, big, angry cats. They both love fish. Um, they both really like like messing people's stuff up. I'm having an aneurysm. Mm-hmm. 
They both are afraid like of me dogs. having this aneurysm. They both are afraid. I feel like this aneurysm is the perfect end to this podcast. So, uh, after that, you jump on the ship and head off to Aether Paradise, and we'll pick up there in the next podcast. Um, Remember, you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on YouTube. um, And you can find us on iTunes. And if you'd like to get a hold of us at all, we can be found on Twitter, at Lake of Rage Radio. Or you can find or you can send us an email at lake of rage radio at gmail.com. Um, also, because of our kind of unusual upload schedule, if you're following us on YouTube, we'd recommend clicking the little bell thing there to get notifications of when we upload. I mean we're not monetizing this on YouTube currently, so we're not like trying to like do the whole like comment subscribe thing, but like I think you what actually... you're really saying is smash that like button. I hate you so much. Bye.